from the Salty Dog Bar in Meredith City, the hottest spot in all of LFT 926. It's Elite Week on Radio Free, Galactica Channel 07. Hello, hello, party people. I hope you've got a drink in hand and you are ready to go because this is Elite Week. I am your host, Kai Zen. You know what time it is. With me, as always, we've got Commander Roy Cookson. Say hello, Roy. Hello, happy Friday, everyone. Glad to have you here with us. We're going to have some fun. We've got Tweak74. Say hi, Tweak. Hello, everybody. Some things happened this week. We're going to discuss them. Wait, things happened this week? Oh, I'll have to check the notes. We've got the man, Controladon, the Dawn. Hell yeah. And special guest tonight, we've got Rear Admiral Flaps. Say hello. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here and uh, can't wait to talk more about Odyssey. 
Hell yeah. And we've got Orange Phoenix, the man himself. Say hello, Orange. How do all and uh, welcome on in. Right on, right on. All right, so we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, I'm drinking. I've got margarita mix with very, very heavy Ornita Salsa Blanca tequila. And I've got some dragon's milk, so I'm pretty good. What uh, What's everybody else drinking? Let's go around the horn. We'll start. We'll get the coffee right out of the way. What are you drinking, Tweet? I've got some weird-ass coffee tonight. This is from that same company, Bones Co- Coffee Co- Company. It's mm. peanut butter and jelly coffee, which sounds disgusting as all hell. It's actually quite good with some French vanilla creamer added to it. I'm... I'm surprised. All the comments in it said it was their favorite coffee, so I said, well, we got to try it, and they're not wrong. It's actually quite good. Sometimes things that don't seem like they're going to be great turn out good in the end. Uh, Roy, what are you drinking? What what classy wine are you drinking tonight? Well, I've switched it up. After my caffeinated sparkling water, uh, mm. which I'm about to finish, I'm going to crack open uh, a Founders All Day IPA. Nice. Nice. Right on. Right on. And uh, let's see, how about we start with Orange Phoenix on this one? What you got? I'm uh, having some Stella Artois for this evening. Very, very nice, the Stella. And Flaps, what you got? I have myself a few bottles of Asahi Japanese beer and a little bit of whiskey to wash it all down afterwards. Very nice, very nice. So that's what we've got, folks. Let's go through and get started with this. The opening song was the Mandalorian main theme. It was covered by Alina Gingertail. I figured it would be appropriate this week. So many people running around in settlements and getting shot at and whatnot. I hope you guys enjoyed that. My closing song, I'm going to go ahead and mention it at the end of the show. It's a special dedication to my console, brothers and sisters. I'm going to leave that as a surprise just for now. The cover art this week is the ultimate asp in front of things shot. I want to do a special call out because I missed it in all of the hectic whatever that was going on last week. Last week's cover art that was so awesome was Gypsum Brain Trees in Front of Things by Commander Safia. That was a phenomenal, phenomenal shot. And I felt really, really bad that i had skipped it i was like oh crap i didn't give them their proper uh you know shout out so this is this is going to be an interesting show we're going to have an interesting discussion i think let's be honest we, we've seen it everywhere the forums are on fire the community's sort of a mess so i just decided we're going to call this one you know elite week episode 78 odyssey launch don't panic galactic water cooler friday may 21st 2021 let's go ahead and get this started we're going to talk to you about the odyssey launch we're going to talk about some pilot lounge and uh, the Thargoids attacking and the forums being on fire. All this and more, so stay tuned. If you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Elite Week and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Elite Week. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch us on our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash Elite Week. For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at EliteWeek3306 at gmail.com. Our very active and growing Elite Week Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash Elite Week Discord, where you can check out or contribute to community feedback, resources on turning the wheel, and real-time updates about Elite from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments 
anything about the topic of the week, as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, feel free to follow at EliteWeek3306 for news and information about Elite Dangerous and cool sci-fi and space news. We record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 1 a.m. UTC, so come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the show. You're listening to Elite Week. This is Burger Ant. Subscribe if you want. Who fucking cares? So let's get this party started. Right off the bat, let's start with an interview with our guest, Orange Phoenix and Admiral Flaps. We've got a couple things to discuss. Why don't we start with Flaps and talk about the Pilot's Lounge? Yeah, so Pilot's Lounge is been around now what three maybe four weeks now um well the, the idea was maybe born three four weeks ago but we we launched it officially around about just over two weeks ago um pilot's lounge is essentially a place for everyone in the community to come together and basically interact all about elite dangerous the idea of it is that we want everyone to leave their rank at the door like there we have frontier people in there for example but uh, they are treated just as much as a member of the community as the next person we we don't want to you know give people special privilege or anything like that within the Discord. It's just everyone comes together and, and just talks about Elite Dangerous and it's, it's absolutely taken off with the, the launch of Odyssey. Um, the idea of it, the, the whole idea of it came about a, a long time ago, which Orange Phoenix would be probably better talking about rather than I because he was the one that came to me. But it's been a, a fantastic experience so far and it's been a lot of work as well. A lot of work. Right on. We have in the show notes the special link to the Discord for the Pilots Lounge. So it's Discord io forward slash pilots underscore lounge but it's in the show notes so you'll be able to click on it and uh you know go get involved orange phoenix why don't you talk a little bit about that you know how how the the lounge got started and then we can transition into your recent success of this uh this awesome sort of group community initiative that happened last weekend absolutely um well yeah so the the whole idea behind the pilots lounge was really inspired by um both admiral flaps and uh just yona um, just Yona did a stream some time ago which was quite incredible it was a, a flight to Hutton Orbital and he opened up his discord uh, got loads of people involved all to fly and during the period of time to fly over to Hutton everybody just had a chat um, after that Flap started doing something similar um, yourself Kai you used to hop in um, we had a whole bunch of other people just would hop in the stream open discord have a wee chat uh, and yeah it inspired this sort of Let's hear from the rest of the community. So I having a I was having a chat with a few commanders, including Admiral Flaps and uh, a good number of others, and explain, you know, this this is, I think this would be a great idea. You know, I've been thinking about it for a while. Um, what do you think? And everybody was like, sounds brilliant. And so we decided, you know, having a Discord as the the main basis, the foundation for it, mm. and then eventually spreading that to a, a, a Twitch 
stream uh, eventually would allow anybody to come in and chat so we settled on the idea of a bar um, literally you come into the pilot's lounge and you will be given a complimentary drink uh, as you join the pilot's lounge and uh, as Flaps was explaining earlier it's sort of leave your rank at the door kind of idea everybody's on a level playing field doesn't matter what platform doesn't matter what uh, style of play you take part in um, and you can just come in share your ideas have a have a, a sort of blast just talking to other commanders and hopefully it will uh, allow collaborations and content creation um, and new friends so and yeah with us hitting the kind of levels that we are now um, a flaps I'm sure you could probably confirm the yeah total better than me okay so and what you would say it's just over two weeks i would say we have 729 members in just over two weeks that's fantastic that is awesome and you know at the rate that you're going you're going to be shooting like a rocket as as this keeps you know as this keeps going so this is that's fantastic and you said that part of the cool things about the one of the cool things about the uh pilot's lounge is that it's sort of makes it very easy for a bunch of people to collaborate and to do cool stuff and one of those collaborations went off last weekend why don't you tell us a little bit about it so yes um last weekend uh, operation warbucks uh happened um it was a fundraising stroke charity event um thought up by uh, a number of commanders once again including rear admiral Th flaps and kind of the, the main hub within the pilot's lounge was where a lot of the brainstorming went on which I was excluded from. The reason being it was fundraising to get me a PC um, so that I can take part in Odyssey uh, but on the back of that the, the aim that I really pushed for was a donation to a charity called Health in Mind, a Scottish mental health charity. And with the help of the amazing community um, and uh, like for example yourself Kai spreading the word um, we had such a fantastic viewership right through the, the whole I think it went on for 29 hours in the end it was supposed to be 24 hour really <laughs> um, and uh, yeah we raised over £5,700 in the, 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 the whole event and yeah that blew our minds it just goes to show how amazing this community is um so effectively yes uh, the modest pc uh, will be funded and we'll hopefully have uh, over four thousand pounds that will go to the charity um a good, so, a, amazing. a good way of putting that is uh, that the initial target to get op as pc was met within what just over one hour of the of the 24 hour stream so it goes to show the the kind of support we had from the very beginning of operation warbucks which is just i'm still trying to process it to this day just everything that happened that day it's, it absolutely killed me to be fair but uh, amazing experience amazing yeah i mean it was it was phenomenal all the way around the the the, the streamer so the people behind the scenes that worked hard to make it happen the streamers on the day that were giving of their time and really put in the effort to make it happen all of the lovely people of the community that donated and you know let's be honest in covid times even there's people that just money is not a thing right now that that they can do but people were cheering it on and passing telling their friends and and you know just all the way around in every every aspect of it everybody involved was so lovely and it, it worked out phenomenally. So yeah, huge, huge salute to you guys, all of you guys that worked so hard on it. 
Thank you, Emil. It was uh, an incredible experience. And on the back of that, um, we plan to make Operation Warbucks a continuing thing. Um, we're considering looking at doing a quarterly event um, where we will raise funds for a charity um, with suggestions from people in the, the Pilots Lounge. Um, so basically if a, a small streamer, a big streamer, um, somebody that's not a streamer comes forward saying, look, I really wanted to try and uh, raise money for this particular charity, um, but I don't know where to start. We can use our experiences and our knowledge from doing this one uh, to help hopefully perpetuate and get other people uh, in on charity events uh, for the future. So Operation Warbucks will continue. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that is awesome. Awesome news. All right. So let's see here. Let's let's go ahead and uh, get to our the rest of the galaxy here. And because uh, we want to get your your guys's opinion on all of this stuff. So right off the bat, let's go ahead and start off with the dark wheel. It's the dark wheel update. The Dark Wheel is pending expansion or mid-expansion from Nine Puppets, and that happened, so we're in the expansion. The BGS is sort of all over the place. It's a shit show this week. As to be expected, you know, there's hot patches, the servers are going down, they're coming back up, the tick is late, this is happening, that is happening, but it's okay. This is just part of the process and it's not that big a deal. We're rolling with it and doing it well. We fully expect that things are going to calm down a little bit next week and things are, we've got everything sort of so that it will come out okay. And really, the vast majority of that is due to to the hard work and efforts of uh, Wolf Dragon and his team who are getting it done. You know, we were all out there jumping earlier today. Uh, the tick was late. And then, the, you know, it was later even still because of the, the server going down for Hot Patch 2. Uh, but we broke it up. We got it done. Uh, orders got out. A little late. Some people were like, hey, where are the orders? And it's like, well, we can't do the orders while the server's down. We have to <laughs> wait for a tick. But, uh... We got it all taken care of. So uh, big salute to the guys. And it won't be next week's show, but the following week, we should have an actual like, hey, now we've landed somewhere. Let's see what this does. So this is very, very exciting because this is all about testing. If we can get into LFT 509, which I don't have to tell you guys has been a, a long, long effort to get here to the third and final of the test sites in this. After this, the project will transition into a much more uh, sort of low intensity, just expand the dark wheel just for numbers. That'll just be honestly way easier, way, way less effort involved. We'll see if any cool sort of test sites present themselves or how things go from there. That takes us to our moment of David Braben. So every week we play a video of David Braben from back in the day. We have a little talk. We listen to what he said. This is stuff from four years ago, five years ago, seven years ago, whatever. And we say like, okay, he's talking excitedly about plans for this, this, and this. What have we got? What have we not yet? What are we expecting? Where are things going? How are these promises sort of fulfilling themselves or not or progressing and and you know we kind of just dissect it and take a look uh a lot of people seem to like it and say man this is really neat i appreciate you showing me this stuff i love seeing david braben talk a lot of other people like it and say man i really appreciate you showing this i wasn't even aware that this and this and this was promised that long ago and we still don't have it 
sometimes I get people that message us and say, wow, this is clickbaity, you're whatever. And it's like, this is a fairly good premise, I think. And a lot of people seem to like it. So for the 1%, 2% that say, this is clickbaity, it's like, no, we're not we're not trying to trick you. We're not telling you this is something you said this week. This is reviewing stuff that happened and kind of getting into it. So if you were expecting David Braben video from five minutes ago, you can go ahead and click off now because that's not what this is. Said all of that, go ahead and play it. So I want to talk about um, story and player narrative in the world of A Late to Eat Dangerous. And it, it, it's, it's worked really well. You know, the, the rise of... Um, we've seen the first player power coming to power now. Uh, we're there in 2.2, um, backed by 15,000 players, which is a small portion of the total player base. But that shows that there's so many dedicated people um, supporting the, the, the new guy, Yuri Grom, to come. Very exciting. Um, but what it means is how much people care about the different elements of the galaxy. We've seen with Jack Station, we're seeing um, people establishing a foothold outside the main human bu bubble. It's all great to see, and it sort of echoes the part of the story where um, we have this whole concept which we've called the missing of people over the, um, the last millennium when spaceships became ever cheaper, headed out into the unknown. We've talked about the Empire, but there will be so many other people who headed out on their equivalent of the, the Oregon Trail or whatever and didn't make it, you know, where you see people who they may have um, built some sort of homestead or whatever, but didn't survive long enough. They didn't make that first winter in the terms of the American settlement. And so I, I think in terms of the way the stories pull together, I've been really delighted the way people have engaged with it, you know, that, um, and the way it has worked. I mean, we've seen the, the, the dangerous games over the last few months, which I think have worked very well, and people have really has captured people's imagination, as has Jack's. I'm amazed the dedication just to get all that way out there takes ages. <laughs> and uh, I thought the, the, the Pleiades were quite a way out, you know, and it, it's, but it's lovely to see, to see so many people engaging with this and with the, um, the wonderful world that actually players are creating as much as anything. You know, this sort of emergent story where people are interacting, people do care about the, the future, and where even though it's not sort of initially quite what we expected, the amount of role-playing we see going on. Um, and also the other thing is um, I typically play, I, I play as Commander Braben in open, and people are actually, it's really great. You know, I, I did think originally I would just get, killed and actually that did happen a lot in the beta <laughs> quite a lot of times on youtube but anyway the point being um that people are generally are genuinely they, they, they chat i met some people out on marope not long ago you know and, and it, it's it, it's just fun that, that, that to have such a real sense of positivity of community and I think a lot of those features, you know, people playing in wings and things like that, have really embraced that. You know, we see these, um, the, the Distant Worlds expedition, which I think was wonderful, um, crossing all the way to the other side of the galaxy, which is even more a huge undertaking. And the people who meet up at uh, Sagittarius A-star, for those who don't know, is the black hole at the centre of our galaxy, which is a hugely long way away from the human bubble. And even the human bubble in Elite Dangerous, which is a huge... Um, volume with a huge number of stars and systems which is where almost all of the game activity takes place is a tiny little dot on the scale of the galaxy um, 
And so I think the, the, the rise of the player-driven story is wonderful. We're seeing um, so many people engage with it, whether they're engaging with it just at a local level trading. But we're seeing more people sort of breaking out of that little that, that routine, if you like, and starting to engage with the story. That's something I want to see more of. And essentially, it's something where we're at the beginning of something. We're going to see a lot more of these things to come. Um, we're starting to see first indications of alien life. And I mean life, we've got... We've archaeology to come as well and species that are long dead but there's a reason they're long dead and that will will come and i will even give a slight hint the reason they're long dead is not. a lot of things that i don't want to spoil that are very very exciting um there are some indications that we're showing here at gamescom that of what is in the galaxy and that's of course extremely exciting um and so it, it's great fun from our side as well, you know, that, that and this is why I'm trying not to give out spoilers. Or, or, I mean, there are some things that are slight spoilers, but it is very exciting. And to see how players react to it, to see how players interact when they do make discoveries. Um, you know, I, I, I love some of the things that are, that are coming that are in there, some of the things that are already in there. Um, and it's very funny as a game developer when you know something's there and it takes a long time for it to appear for someone to essentially find it because we've got such a big haystack with our needles in it if you like from the metaphoric point of view um, for people to find things but it's it's very very exciting you know this is a, a step on the road and it's an, it's an important step on the road but we have so many exciting things to come you know there there, there is a real story that we are telling here that is great and we're, we're seeing some of the elements of it but um, that's the really big thing that's to come as well as we as that becomes more, there's more in the game, more visibility of it, and better ways for players to interact with it. And we're trying to make sure that the player-driven narrative is, um, it has the opportunity to be front and center. You know, we already call out commander names in Galnet when particular commanders have uh, made a difference, if you like. And I think we want to see more and more of that, especially when it comes to big battles or, or significant battles which have changed the course of, uh, of what might be to come. So Jack, Jack's station is fascinating, the response to um, his, uh, his plight. For those of you who don't know, uh, Jacques runs a station that headed off into the unknown. Um, there was a community goal where people brought a lot of supplies and fuel for his uh, for his journey it wasn't quite enough there and i think other people brought unknown artifacts to him as well so that which didn't help um but he didn't make it as far as he'd hoped so he ended up lost in space he had a problem he had a failure and players finally found him in an immense galaxy a player and i'm embarrassed to say i don't remember the commander name the guy who um I'm sure it will come up in the caption here. <laughs> there you go. You're going to find who it is now. <laughs> um, and found him, and then people have brought supplies to him, and now we've got the, a foothold, a human foothold, a long way outside the bubble, a, a really long way outside the bubble. I think that's amazing, the number of players who've made the journey and continuing to make the, the journey to, to bring him supplies, and I, I think that's really exciting. I think... You know, um, hoping more settlements will be set up around it, and we'll get a second a second bubble. I think that's what looks like is going to happen. But that's being player driven, and that's that's great.
it's really wonderful to see um, players engaging with different aspects of the story. So I think that's great, and it, it drives drives longevity in the game and the richness of the whole thing. Um, you know, the whole sort of hut and mug thing as well. I thought was very interesting and funny. You know, I, I think um, it's really good. And, you know, so you do expect it. I think you hope for these sort of things. You hope people will really engage with it. Um, and and they have. And so it, it, it's, it's really appreciated. And it's great to see, you know, that what we'll try and do is embrace that and make things better so that there are more ways that these groups can have great fun in the future. All right. So that was David Braben talking excitedly about all kinds of things. Um, here's what I pulled from it. He talks about story, players influencing the galaxy through player-driven story. He talked about power play, the dangerous games, and exciting stuff going on with Yuri Grom, which is sort of now defunct. He talked about the missing stories that, you know, about all these people that went out there and where did they go and what happened to them. And, you know, we, we're, we have some stories about generation ships, but there's definitely room for more. He talked about how tiny the bubble is and how it's sort of our mandate to spread out across the galaxy and that, that how that exciting that is with the jock station and Colonia and all of that. And man, I, I tell you what, I, I would like to sign up. Mr. Braben, please. I would like to sign up for your Explorer Corps. I'd like to get out there in the galaxy. Let's drop some player-owned stations and start expanding this bubble. Let's start some CGs and throw out another little Colonia just in some... You pick the spot. Whatever's good for you is good for me, brother. Just throw a spot out there 20,000 light years in any direction and I'll start hauling shit. Let's make it happen. You know, he talked about the stuff going on with the Thargoids. And if you noticed, these are a series of interviews that happened from Gamescom back in 2016. And in every one of these interviews, the Frontier team put in a cheeky little thing where as Braben is talking, oh, that's so rude. I should, as Mr. Braben is talking, he definitely deserves the respect. It cuts in in the middle. He, he says like, oh, I'm about to drop a hint. And then like, it cuts in with interference and then you see a little whatever and this was all on the eve of sort of them finding thargoids for realsies and like what the hell does this mean or whatever and there were all these tantalizing hints and you know that was exciting that they were doing stuff in the galaxy there was new stuff to find and do that was real and was as mr braben said player driven story immersive story that was emergent story that was you know real and vital and amazing and and had everybody talking you know he he talks about things being hidden in the galaxy as i was just saying stuff for people to find and uh, exact quote we want to make sure that the player narrative is front and center in the galaxy that sounds very attractive to me i want to play the game that that guy is talking about let's start and go around the horn and and, and get your thoughts uh roy i mean the one that jumped out to me with exploration being one of the things i do the most in this game is like the point about things being hidden in the galaxy and how he has this sort of fun anxiety when he knows there's something out there and he's waiting for people to find it and for me that's just like catnip i mean i can't imagine that we found all the things he was i i, I hope that he wasn't just talking about guardian sites like i don't think it's that simple i think there's things this is my head canon is there's things still out there and that's why i and i'm sure some others keep looking and uh, that's what keeps us going and that's great to hear him say that I absolutely believe that there's some stuff still out there. I also think that it would behoove Frontier to put a team on going into the Stellar Forge or background, whatever stuff they use. I know Stellar Forge was used to form the galaxy, but whatever they use now to populate the galaxy with stuff, whether it be POIs or NPCs or events or whatever, 
I think they should put a team on, you know, let's crank out a whole bunch of shit and seed it, you know, with the, what do you call it? Proc Gen, seed it in the galaxy to like, we need a lot more stuff for people to find and do because people say that Elite Dangerous is, you know, a mile wide and an inch deep and it's definitely not, but it is in some places. If you know where to look, it's deeper than an inch for sure, but there are plenty of places where it's an inch deep. You don't want to over overdo it where there's just every system. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I think every system should have something. That doesn't mean every system has to have a guardian site, but like some interesting plants or an interesting, hey, look, here's a thing that looks like a llama, but lives on a planet that here's here's a, a weird situation where you have stuff like you have with um, with uh, Ganymede, where, y you know, you have interesting planetary effects or here here is look at over here with uh, uh, why am I blanking on the name? Uh, the, 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 the moon far out there that has the outgassing that that's the thing that NASA is super Super, super excited about now i want to say salise but i know that's wrong there's a name i'm enceladus enceladus where there's weird outgassing where it's just spraying stuff out there like i, I think every system in the galaxy through procgen should have something it doesn't all have to be thargoids and guardians but it should have something a rock a tree a, 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 a an animal a, a weird mineral a, a, like Everything should have something. Uh, tweaked, I think you wanted to talk about some story. Let's do it. First, I'd like to agree with you guys. I'd love for there to be more stuff to find out there. That, like I've said before, that's the reason I am not an explorer. I do not really enjoy going out in the black looking for stuff because I don't believe there's anything to find other than cool looking planets and nebulas and things like that, which don't get me wrong, that stuff is great but I need more. That being said, what year was that video? 2016? Yes, it and was 2016. he was so enthusiastic about story and player content. And, and what happened shortly after 2016, maybe two years later, Galnet went away. Story went away. All that player content disappeared and we had to start doing our own thing. Somebody that is that infectious and that passionate and then for that to still happen, terrifies me. Absolutely terrifies me. And, and it kind of leads into what we've been seeing of late, I think. Fair enough. Orange, Phoenix, hop in. Yeah, you know, I love those videos. Those the, David Braben, you know, making his appearances, the enthusiasm of, of him and what this project means to him you know you can plainly see it the way he is so sort of animated when he's talking about these things so you know I, I, I want to see more of that I want to see more of David Braben talking about his baby you know Elite Dangerous and now Elite Odyssey and a little bit more effort from them maybe you know like the, you were mentioning the glitches with the, the, the Thargoids just sort of sneaking in there we're, we're waiting for more stuff like that um, and as Tweet was saying there you know we've gone through quite a dip of of nothing hmm. now he's here now's the time to, to to really see all this start to come back um and you know make make use of the the new news or beginnings of odyssey and can i point out i think it's a subtle but i think an important distinction in 2014 2015 2016 you were seeing david braben talking excitedly in detail about the things that he and the team were doing with elite now you are seeing david braben show up every once in a while and when he does he's doing a very classy very british sort of like hey i want to congratulate the team on the success of this thing that they put out it's sort of a form letter of like hey congratulations on the team for doing this whatever and it's a similar sort of form letter to the ones that you see of hey congratulations to the team for the fantastic you just added a snow leopard and a penguin or whatever to planet zoo and hey congratulations to the 
Jurassic Park team for adding these three new dinosaurs. It's it's sort of the form letter version, whereas what we got before was more the I am super excited for the stuff that I'm doing. And I know, in fairness, like the man has to sort of um hmm. He has to be the big boss now and he's got more whatever. But I just I miss those days where he had his hands in the dirt and was actually out there planting stuff that we could enjoy seeing grow you know that's just a selfish comment on my part but you know whatever um flaps do you have anything you want to add to this one just really that yeah i totally agree with what what you guys said you know it, it is good to see daddy braben coming out and and sort of talking about stuff but like if that's 2016 and we're in 2021 and you know the biggest launch that we've ever had we do need to see more and more and more of daddy braben and as you said he needs to get his fingers back in the pie right on all right so we'll continue every week sort of taking a look at david braben from the past and and putting it through the lens of what we see now in elite and i i have to say i'm a huge fan of david braben for there are people that will make comments of you know, oh, he's this, he's that, whatever. Ah, he's he's my guy. I, 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 I'm a huge, huge David Braben fan myself. As uh, Burger Ant said, you don't get any better than Daddy Braben and Brett Favre. So let's all down a drink to that. That takes us to Frontier News. For news beyond the game, it's Frontier News. Ooh, all right, let's start off with the forum threads. May 19th on Odyssey launch, there was the Elite Dangerous Odyssey launch patch notes, which were whoo, very, very extensive. Uh, then the next day, which was yesterday, March 20th, was Elite Dangerous Odyssey Hotfix 1 patch note. Uh, then the next day, which was today, Elite Dangerous Odyssey Hotfix 2 patch notes. The next uh, same day which was also today. David Braben sort of made a fairly apologetic sounding message to the community. The links to all of these are in the show notes for you to go and check out. I'm not going to sit here and read through the patch notes or the hotfix notes because they're they're massive. They're, they're very, very long. We're going to get a little bit later to the David Braben post. For now, I'll just say it's there. You can go check it out, which takes us to streams. <clears throat> On Wednesday, they did the Elite Dangerous Odyssey launch trailer, which was two minutes long. And on Thursday, they did the Elite Dangerous Odyssey launch stream, which was damn near three hours long. Couple things I want to point out from the Odyssey launch trailer. I saw some neat, exciting things. At the 58 second mark, you see plants moving in the breeze as a ship flies by. You didn't see that uh in alpha that was something new and cool and i was excited at the like one minute and 26 second mark you have to freeze frame it in 4k and zoom in but there was a guy that they were shooting and you have to literally pause it i, pa I played it at 0 0.25 speed and paused it and looked there was a dude who was wearing the imperial commando gear which is this white uh awesome looking gear that had had a for those of you that were children of the uh, forever ago and remember gi joe remember when they had the white snake eyes you know how snake eyes always had all in black and he was like a ninja dude there was the white snake eyes dude sure that one there was a, a dude what was wearing that mask and i was like i want to go to there i need to have that in my life so i am super excited hoping that that is a thing that you can maybe earn eventually down the road you know get your imperial rank or whatever and and you can earn that 
uh, outfit because that looked cool as hell. Um, there was uh, a new sort of uh, plant genetic lab layout that had all kinds of like these biopods that were like bivouac pods and then a hallway at the end of it that had a high HYDR like and I was like oh is this a is there like aquatic plants that like this is cool new you know locations I'm excited that sounds cool um, so that was a it was a cool little trailer uh, I thought I thought it was well done well put together the Odyssey launch stream itself had a David Braben mini interview which was great it was very exciting to see uh, there was a round robin of guests, uh, including Darren Halil, uh, the lead mocap guy, the, the render artist, whatever guy of, of like characters and stuff. Animation. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. And Dav Stott. There was all kinds of Twitch drops. I'm, I gotta be honest with you. I, I know this is probably a huge hot take, very unpopular opinion. I'm so tired of the Twitch drops because it literally just turns the chat into an absolute train wreck. You can't read anything it's all just flying by at a million miles a second and you know I think it might be designed for that purpose but they did a big you know all of the twitch drops get them all right cool can we retire them now please but it was a good good stream I want to say they were back to the office I see boss lady in the chat Kai not cursing so here's the deal I had like a couple people I would get like one guy a week going dude you're cursing you're whatever you need to stop that whatever and I was kind of like screw you I'm gonna keep going I don't care uh because I'm that kind of a person where if you come at me the wrong way I'm gonna fight you just out of just being ornery then I had one guy in the chat last week who was like Kai I really love your show but it's hard for me to listen to it uh because I kind of I, I play it and my kid is in the background and it's kind of rough and I'm like oh he hit me the right way if you come at me nice i'll kind of bend over backwards for just about everyone i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to be more sort of family friendly streamy whatever the hell uh but the more i drink the less chance of that there is so like no promises but i'm trying for that guy that guy because he asked nicely he asked the right way anyways they were back in the office which is like very very cool not only just for them for the stream like because I, I i'm not you know okay whatever the streams but like more so for what it means as like the uk is slowly slowly starting to come back from the 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 lockdown stuff which i think leads to sort of some better team synergy and ability to do things and that i think are going to pay off dividends for for us um, we have to acknowledge the fact that the whole time that they've been sort of doing this for the last year or so that they have been on lockdown, it, it has been an ad added challenge or hurdle to them making the game and doing all of the things that they're supposed to do. So I'm super excited for what sort of that indicates for, for better things to come. Orange Phoenix. Yeah, I, I have to echo what you were saying about the Twitch drops. Um, I absolutely love the idea that Frontier and Elite Dangerous want to give things back to the community, but the Twitch drops really do ruin the the, the whole ethos of uh, a stream where people are trying to ask questions. You know, they'll turn around and say, oh, we'd like to hear questions about this from the chat, and you can't get a word in edgeways. And fair enough, it's the Twitch system that prevents it from making it possible. And from what I've researched, there's no way of switching it off. Maybe it's time for the team to just think we want to give things back, but this is ruining the experience for, for, for the viewers here. So let's let's just back it off. Um, but I adored the information revealed from the, the team members, like mm. Scott, etc. Um, the 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 interaction from hearing what they get up to, how they do things, um, how much work is actually involved, I think 
is something that really the the community could benefit from hearing yeah because you know people turn around and say oh yeah oh do this in the game you know that would make it so much better but they have no real understanding till you speak to these people and the amount of effort they have to go to to make a simple thing work mm. and the knock-on effects um and also obviously having uh daddy braben actually making an appearance live was great to see um and you know him doing the apology as well was was uh, an interesting thing dav stott is such a massive nerd i love that guy he did that whole interview he's got a map of Faerun on the wall behind him and I'm like I want to have that man's babies he's such an awesome guy I'm a huge huge fan of K Ross I'm a huge huge fan of Dev Stott uh this Darren Halil guy I like him I love the woman that they had about a month ago that she was I forgot where I forget her name but she was amazing that they had her on and she was talking about ooh, all different kinds of stuff um um do you know who I'm talking about? That the, there was a woman that they had like a month ago. She, Sam, Samantha, Sam, yeah, Samantha, Samantha Marsh. She was phenomenal. I, you know who I really want? Who I, who I'm, I'm absolutely just, I'm, I'm totally in love with this person. Every time they show a clip, this dude, he, the, the I, I forget his name. I'm horrible with names. Um, but there's a very, very tall black dude who uh works in the sound department and they've done two clips where they've shown him and both times he is grinning from ear to ear and it's like i want to have a beer with that guy i want to hear him tell stories about the stuff they do because their sound team is phenomenal and that guy is just so charismatic he is uh i mean he's just amazing that guy was was uh, like I, I want a full stream with him just talking and grinning uh in a way that is is super super infectious it's like you see david braben talking and he's like so excited and he's like spazzing out with his hands or whatever it's like when you see a little kid that's excited to talk about something and they're like freaking out and they're like oh my god and and that is so to me so infectious so hmm, endearing that i'm like i want to i want to talk to that guy i want to sit down and have a beer with that guy and just ask him questions and watch him just nerd out and i could just enjoy the process so yeah it was a good stream uh go check it out the links are in the show notes which takes us to our galnet articles roy hit it up yeah so the first two uh, may 17th may 20th were both about this alliance election uh the first one alliance unrest as mahan and kane clash the second alliance election candidates announce community drives which kicked off uh this week's community goals um so i had to read that the, the alliance election candidates announced community goals i had uh, drives i had to read that one a couple times to try to figure out like, is the election already decided, or yeah. is this actually going to mean something? Everybody's heard my opinion for the last couple of weeks where I said, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, Mahan won. They don't have time to go changing names and pictures on stuff. The Galnet article that came out the day before this community goal was hilarious because in the Galnet article, it says, oh, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Uh, Mahan's already won. It's just a matter of if the Mahan CG wins, the Alliance is going to be on a more sort of expansionist policy. Whereas if the Nakato Kane CG wins, the Alliance is going to be more on a let's be sort of internal, let's take care of trade issues closer to home, and you'll probably have some more rare goods. But it was just kind of like, they basically said it before the CG started of like, hey, don't get your hopes up because Mahan's not going anywhere. Uh, and, and we'll see that when we talk about the CGs in a sec. Um, and then on May 21st, we had a couple of articles 
Uh, first one, Hadrian Duvall, allegations declared inconclusive. So the nuh-uh side appears to be gaining ground here. Um, maybe it was a setup. Um, and that's one, that one's actually an interesting read. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, finally, um, Thargoids pursue Aegis Megaship. So the Megaship that had gathered all the uh, Guardian uh, technology bits uh to you know research new weapons is uh trailing thargoids as it's heading towards Seoul. i Im imagine the benny hill music and this thing jumping all over the place with a big string of thargoids running around behind it that um, yakety smackety yeah so i mean that can nothing good can come from that um mm. and and of course there was um the bug today i guess it's been determined it was a bug where the oracle station looked like it was falling into the planet and others that had been attacked by the thargoids looked like they were losing orbital speed um which would have been awesome uh but maybe that's a bug so i so it's pretty much confirmed at this point that it's a bug but interestingly enough it was a bug that affected certain stations in the Colsac Nebula, the Pleiades, which had Colonia, the ones that were sort of tied to this whole anti-Thargoid, anti-Xeno, Aegis, exploration, study, whatever. I believe strongly that it was a bug, but it was like, you know, somebody, Phil, at the office flipped the switch three weeks early that this is stuff that wasn't supposed to happen yet, but is supposed to happen soon, TM. It literally, of all the stations in the galaxy, only these ones that had this weird Aegis stuff going on all started to fall at the same time. And then they were like, whoops, we'll fix it and bring them back up. Come on. Uh, it's That's too much coincidence. I'm not buying it. Somebody flipped the switch early. This story will be continued. Orange Phoenix, you had some stuff? Yes, it's been proven to be a bug. But I really think that the devs should have ran with that. They really missed the trick. You know, they, 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 fair enough, as you say, it could have been they flipped the switch too early. Well, tough, run with it. You flip the switch, you can't leave the community hanging like that, you know. But even if it was just a bug and it wasn't part of a big grand plan, they they, they could have hyped that up through social media, through Galnet, and, and just ran with it and built up to something that they're going to do later. But instead, they appear to have just fixed it and brushed it under the carpet so far. Tweaked. Yeah, um couple of things on that i'm i'm torn on the whole falling station is it coming in the future is it not if it does fall what can we do with it are we gonna rescue people off of a burning station again is it gonna be something just to go see we need some content that we can participate with that we can actually make a change with or or was this set up to happen now because originally this is when odyssey was going to be out for everybody well originally it was a few months ago but but and maybe this is something that you have to do walking around on the ground kind of content i'm wondering if maybe that's part of it what was it a few months ago i i hear there's this guy called tweaked it does a console corner that's got some information we'll get to that soon i have sort of two things that i sort of wonder the falling station side of things it would be so cool if they let those stations fall but i sort of wonder could they if they do let the stations fall at some point later in the future could that be something for operation ida as an expansion to operation ida so you have to go down to the planet and start pulling things off the planet this that or the other i'm not too sure the other thing that has me sort of wondering the most is what on earth is that aegis ship carrying that has those stargo 
asteroids chasing it all the way to Seoul, this close so, to the bubble. So the official story is that the Aegis ship is carrying all of the Guardian stuff that we collected in the CG like two, three weeks, well, not like a month ago. It's full of all of that Thargoid stuff. That's the official story, which makes sense because, you know, Goids don't like Thargoid, uh, uh, sorry, Guardian stuff. But what if you're right? What if there's some tinfoil? What if there's some secret secret? It just makes me wonder because like that ship is parked in Delphi right next to the Sentinel, which is a research station for Sirius Corp. You know, could something have been transferred off that research station onto the Aegis, get back to the bubble, but now it's being chased by the Goids. I don't know. It's pure conjecture and tinfoil, but I love it. <laughs> Commander Shorty in the chat thinks the Aegis ship is carrying a captured Thargoid. Or, or my Ken Griffey rookie card could be. You never know. Thoughts, possibilities abound. All right, so that is all kinds of good stuff. Why don't you tell us, Roy, a little bit about the community goal that's going on? Yeah, so this is one of these uh, two-sided community goals. Uh, one is for Nakato Kane and the other is for Edmund Mahan. Uh, you can choose to deliver copper microcontrollers and polymers uh, for Nakato Kane, which then, if uh, that side wins, then there'll be another, uh, I guess, stage to this where you're, there's something about void opal mining. <clears throat> I'm not sure how many people are going to want to turn in void opals, but um, the other side of it is you can turn in ceramic composite, composites, polymers, and superconductors for Mahan, uh, which would go to a second stage where there's tritium mining. And so far, the Mahan side is beating the other side three to one. So, yeah, there's a couple things here. Number one, people love Mahan. Number two, on the one side, they said flat out, if you go with the Mahan side, there's going to be new stations for tritium. At that point, the subject was done. You could have said, oh, and for the other side, Angelina Jolie is going to be dancing for you in a swimsuit. People are still going to say, I want the tritium. That is a done deal. Like they, they, they stack this one that yes, there's no special, oh, you get a kill warrant scanner, you get a whatever. But when you tell the, the population at large, Hey man, do you want more rare goods or do you want more tritium? Guess what's going to win 10 times out of 10? The fix is in. Mahan's going to win. And even if he doesn't, the Galnet article said he already won. You know, it's just going to be, do you get Mahan or do you get more isolationist Mahan? I don't even know. Like this particular CG to me seems very meh. And I had been previously saluting Frontier for really good CGs that kept people excited, but this CG is not doing it. This CG is not giving your console players and your Horizon players stuff to get excited for. Now, the AXI is making comments and making rumbles that the Goids are pushing deep. They're, they are, what, within 100 light years or whatever of, you know, they're moving to continue this, that they're going towards Seoul. So, like, that could be a thing that could for sure excite the entire galaxy. But it's time to stop teasing and you got to, you know, put up or shut up. It's time to make a big play. Do do something with the with the Thargoids for reals. He's not just probe, retreat, we'll see you in three months. It's time to actually do something. Just my opinion. And that takes us to Tweak's console corner. Take it away, Tweak. All right. We have a video I'd like you guys to watch real quick. Control, if you could throw that up. Is there any indication that you can obviously talk about of when Odyssey is going to be making its console migration into, into that version of the game at all? Yeah, so obviously um, it's fall of, of 2020, what we're year in, 21, aren't we? Yeah, so 20, what, this year. <laughs> it's, 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 it'll be holiday <laughs> season this year. I, I, also, I hate the fact that we use American terms because I can never remember what it's supposed to be what, but fall of this year, um, right. we'll, be going to, we'll be going to console. Um, I, like, I'm acutely aware of it. Um, 
I'm a console player first, so I play predominantly on console. So I really want to play uh, Odyssey on console, but there's a lot of stuff I need to do to get it yeah. to work uh, um, on console because it's got to work on original Xbox and PS4. So there's a lot of stuff they've got to sort of make sure mm, fits oh God, and runs yeah. properly. Yeah. So there's a lot of work going in and uh, Kay, uh, Dr. Kay, um, who you may well know is, is super, super smart, but she alluded to, uh, or explained about our last one where we have like this, we do have in in the offices like a whole studio designed for this where we can just go in and just like get the build and put it all together and make sure it works on console. But obviously with the pandemic, we haven't had access to any of that stuff and you can't, yeah. You can't go into all this stuff, sort of, and that's when we put the initial announcement out, which is just shortly after I joined. And I was like, "Thanks, guys, that's great for me to." <laughs> Hi, I'm new, and by the way, your game's been delayed. Um, so, it, but it was, it's, it's, that's the main reason that like, they can't get in and start doing all that stuff. So, they're working on it. Sort of now, they're going to get the PC relaunches is scheduled May 19, um, and obviously that's delayed. People forget that was supposed to come out, I think, in March. Um, so that shows you how much that was delayed by. But yeah. Which is why the alpha was in such a good state when it when it went in because obviously they're, they're still working on it um, and they will be going hell for leather for to get the console out this year. But it will be yeah. uh, full this year. So as I was going to say, what in the living hell? Two points that we're going to take out of this video, and this is why as console players we are beyond frustrated right now. The first of which he says that shortly after he got hired, he found out there was going to be a console delay. So let, let's take a look at that. Arthur got hired in April and we found out there was a delay in January. So that's like six months. Now I'm old. Sometimes I think 2005 was a couple years ago. So even if I give him a pass and say maybe he just thought it was a lot closer. That's still a stretch. That's that's straight up lying to me. Can I hop in real quick just to check your math there? April to January is nine months. Okay. Yep. See, nine months. That that's a long freaking time to lie to us straight to our faces. The second point I take out of that is he's basically stressed that they had to get it to work on the original Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. And it sounded like they were struggling with that. And I don't believe that. I, I, well, I, not that I don't believe that. I don't doubt that. They're older consoles. You see the stress that Odyssey is putting on players, PC players that have good newer PCs even. So I don't surprise that one bit. But I, I don't doubt that one bit. That being said, maybe this is a conversation where they should have talked about just building it for the next gen. We're at that point. Maybe they should have just built it for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X if that was going to work. The fact that they're lying to us straight out for nine months and then still to this day, and now I know they're working on getting PC fixed, they still have not addressed console one bit yet. And okay, let's look at things since Alpha dropped, okay? Or since uh, Odyssey dropped on PC. A few days ago, it dropped. Our servers went down for 10, 11, 12 hours because the game is persistent. BGS is persistent across all platforms, so we couldn't play our game. Game came back up. It was glitchy to be expected, patch day, so on and such forth. But then they said, oh, you know what? In order to uh, fix the servers so the PC guys can get their games, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't begrudge anybody playing on PC. This is not you, you your player's fault. It's, it's FDev I'm upset with on this. Their fix for this was to shut down all the fleet carriers. So, so everybody on Odyssey, or most everybody, Everybody that wasn't out in the black at the time can have fun playing all the on the ground stuff 
Meanwhile, those of us on console are stranded wherever we had our fleet carriers, or we can't jump our fleet carriers to wherever we want to go to pretend to amuse ourselves. And we are three days on now. Three days! And we still have no word about getting fleet carriers back. No word about we're working on console. It's going to be out on time. I've got 4,000 hours in this game. I've started a squadron with two other guys. They have over 6,000 between them. Both of them. Each of them. They haven't played the game. One of them hasn't played the game in two months. The other hasn't played in weeks. And I haven't touched Elite Dangerous at all this week. And that is the longest I've gone since I started playing this game with taking a break. I've never taken a break this long before. I can't bring myself to play the game because I feel like I'm being lied to. This honestly is the first time since I've been playing video games. I'm 46 years old. I've been playing video games since the Atari 2600 with Pac-Man and Space Invaders. This is the first time a video game company has made me feel like a lesser citizen. I know they had problems. I know COVID was an issue. I understand there was a delay, but I feel like I'm being lied to. I, I was lied to. I feel like I'm still being lied to. And they haven't, they haven't addressed it one bit and I don't see any sign of them doing it anytime soon. Console players are leaving the game. I've got friends, good friends that I've made in this game that haven't played and I don't know that they're all coming back. This is a problem. They need to address it. And I have not heard a peep from them about anything other than PC. And I get it. The drop, you know, the, the release of Odyssey, that's the important thing right now. They got to get that stable. I understand that. They still could address the console community just a little bit. Just, just point us in the right direction. If there's another delay, it's going to kill the community. The console community will, will be gone, period. That being said, on console, I'm having a great time with Mass Effect Legendary Edition. So if you're like me and you're bored to tears with the base game right now, go ahead, give it a try. It's a fun game. If you haven't played Mass Effect, it's the best trilogy out there. One of the greatest stories of all time. So I'm a little uh, not happy with the way things have gone. I'm excited for Odyssey. Not as excited as I used to be, but that it's, it is what it is. It's, I just want to hear some truth from Frontier, and I don't feel like I'm getting any. All right, so that is Tweak's console corner. We're going to sort of roll that into the discussion topics, and we're all going to kind of Go around and respond to this I, I i know that for several of us who are pc players you know we have a different viewpoint we're experiencing a different thing but i, I think we at elite week have been through all of this process we, we have attempted very much to be understanding of the console players our brothers and sisters in arms who are in a tough spot so we you know we we want to definitely <clears throat> extend our sympathies to them and our uh sort of hopes that <clears throat> this gets resolved soon and i think that <clears throat> when you see art say something happened shortly after he started and it was like oh wow i'm brand new and now we're gonna have this delay we're gonna have to to delay the console launches after the pc or whatever and and it's basically nine months later before they tell us that that puts things in a rough spot as far as i can definitely understand them feeling not pleased with that situation so let's take a moment even if you're a pc player let's take a moment and acknowledge that while you know it's fun to meme and pc master race and whatever the fact of the matter is is these are our brothers and sisters these are commanders in the game who have sort of been told one thing and then got let down 
and then find out that sort of the letdown was known about for a long, long time without them being told. I think they have every right at this point to feel a little unsure of their place in the in, in this world and a little needing of reassurance and I'm not hearing much of it. So yeah, that's I just wanted to take a moment and, and express that. Now having said that, why don't we go around the horn? Let's start with Orange Phoenix. I know that Arthur, for example, is a huge uh, advocate for the for the, the the whole console community. He has admitted that he is a console player. That is totally his 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 genre of game playing. Um, yeah, the details are a bit suspect. You know, nine months ahead of time, knowing these sorts of things. Um, but it's painful. I'm I'm salty uh, as mainly a console commander. Uh, it, it's it, it is very harsh the way that console has been treated at the moment. You know, we're being um, treated as second-rate citizens, effectively. Now, I appreciate that PC is the greater community with regards to numbers, and this is a business, and they have to look at it in a business sense. But they're being a little bit off with regards to keeping us informed. They're being a bit off with regards to what they're expecting us to accept. Fleet carriers, for example, as Tweet was pointing out there, we're, we're, we're not able to use our fleet carriers. It's a glitch caused by Odyssey that we cannot touch. We have to sit and watch all these PC commanders, fair enough, not necessarily in, enjoying Odyssey as much as they would like, but still, they're in there. We're not yet, we're suffering, not being able to play the game that we should have full access to. And let's face it, fleet carriers are not a priority. They're, they're, they would have been fixed by now if they were a priority. They're prioritizing Odyssey. Um, and then with all the Odyssey glitches, David Braben comes on to the live stream and makes an official apology. Does a forum post with an official apology to the Odyssey players. Where's the console players' apology? We, You know, the delay, we got no apology. We're still getting no apology. We're not even being looked at. And it's we, we are being treated wrongly. Uh, and it's very, very sad to see. And as Tweet was saying, I'm seeing console players either switching over to PC um, or leaving the game. And it's, it's not right. It's definitely not right. Does anybody else have anything they want to add on to this before we move to the next topic? I want to give everybody the opportunity to be heard if they have yeah. anything they want to add. I would like to add real quick that I don't blame Arthur. I realize Arthur's doing a job. He probably was not allowed to say anything to us. I blame FDEV. And I see in the chat some people saying PC commanders can't use their carriers either. Well, I get that. And that's not cool. You guys could use your carriers too. But, but you have things you can do that we can't if you're playing Odyssey. And even if you're not playing Odyssey, you do have that option to play Odyssey. We don't have an option. We have the same game we've had for years now. So it needs to be done. And like I say, I don't blame the community managers. They're doing a job. They're they're only allowed to say what FDEV tells them to. So I want to make it clear. I don't blame Arthur for this, but PC I blame FDEV as a company. PC commanders need to put themselves in our shoes. Imagine if you weren't able to play the game and yep. then you suddenly get someone taken away from you. That's the hard part. I can understand it's the hard part for you you the pc community to understand but try and put yourself in our shoes oh i get it 100 percent, absolutely uh roy 
I mean, I get that they're paying attention to the larger segment of their community, but um, communication isn't going to cost them any money. I mean, I guess it costs a few man hours to draft the thing, but that's a minuscule cost in the grand scheme of things. Um, and it just boggles my mind that they're they're missing out on you know how much of a disproportionate positive impact they could have by crafting some basic communications to keep the the console community updated. Or just checking in with them, you know. Um, that doesn't seem like a big ask. 100%. Um, and, and even, I, I would also say it's, I mean, just right off of what Phoenix was just saying, it, it's not a good look for them. And it's not just that they're affecting the console community. Any any community you're in, if you see, you know, <coughs> the, the game developer um, handling one segment, one group poorly, that reflects poorly on them generally, not just to that community. It's to everyone. It's a bad Absolutely. look for them. Absolutely. And flaps to close out the subject. Yeah, I, just, I totally agree with Roy there. Communication is absolutely key. Like, it doesn't really cost much, as he said, to, to really sort of keep a surprise to the whole situation. I don't personally play on console. I'm a PC commander, and I have full respect for everyone who owns uh, a console, at least dangerous version of on console, because it, it has to be a difficult situation. Um, like, for example, in the Pilot's Lounge, you know, I've asked everybody in the Pilot's Lounge to cover all posts with spoiler warnings in interests of the console community, because we don't want to spoil too much before they get their hands on it. So one thing I just want to say is that hopefully we as a commu PC community who do have access to to this, let's face it, beta, um, we, we are able to band together and try to, to sort of take a saltiness out of the community that, that there is at this present moment in time because of the botched launch and stuff. But let's uh, sort of band together and get all these issues ironed out. So when it does come out in console, that the console commanders have the time of their lives and they're not having to run into the issues that we're currently having on PC. Well said. Let's move on to the next subject, which is the planet tech. There have been a lot of people in the uh, exploration community, the race community, the hooning community that have expressed very, very serious concerns about the planetary tech. Black Maze has done two separate videos that were explaining in detail problems with the planetary tech. Obsidian Ant has done a video that was showing it off. There's been forum threads, explorers have been talking about it, everybody's been discussing it. Basically, the gist of it, the TLDR version, is this. We were told that Odyssey was going to give us this amazing new planet tech. It was going to have uh, geological formations and volcanisms and Linnae and palimpsests and cryovolcanism and all kinds of neat rock formations and ridges and mountains and neat, neat things. And I'll be honest with you, we've seen it. We've seen amazing, gorgeous new planets. However, We've also seen a lot of areas that people have been pointing out that it's like, this looks horrible. This looks flat and splotchy and not right. And a lot of people have sort of been jumping to the conclusion that, well, the planets are broken. The planet tech sucks. This is no good. And I disagree. I think that the planet tech is great. Um, and you've seen it on some of these amazing planets. I think we're having a server issue or some, I, I'm not smart enough to know computer stuff, but we're having a something broken in the back end issue, which if you look specifically at the Obsidian Ant video, he shows like this doesn't seem right. You go to planet A, it looks amazing. You go to planet B, it looks horrible. You go to planet C, it looks amazing. You go to planet D, it looks horrible. Something is wrong here. I suspect that it's not the planet tech. It's the servers. It's the something. It's not being rendered properly. It's, it's not that it's poorly designed. It's that there's a bug that's causing it to work great in places and horrible 
horrible in others. And people are making videos highlighting the horrible ones and saying, see, this is horrible, which they're right, it is. But that's not a problem of the design, that's a problem of the execution. And it's a problem that is much easier, I believe, to fix. So I'm thinking that this is a situation of it's janky, it's undercooked, they rushed it, and it didn't get out properly rendered across all of the planets. It's there for half of them and not the other half. I think that uh, we're going to see this get fixed in the course of the next couple weeks or a month or month and a half, whatever, and then it will be better. That is my supposition. I could be wrong. What do I know? But from what I've seen and what I've put together logically, that's my hunch. If you watch, don't watch the uh the black maze video without also watching the obsidian ant video i watched the black maze video and um honestly i felt almost sick to my stomach because what he shows is um a series of worlds that uh, where obviously the planet tech isn't working and it looks you know the, the shape of the surface looks like rocks under a rug Mm -hmm. And the textures on the surface look like melted ice cream randomly splattered all over the place. It's like, it's really bizarre. Um, and I think the main point he's making, which really resonated with me is, you know, one of the reasons you explore is to go find cool looking places and explore them. And if, if what he was finding was true across the galaxy on all the new land, you know, all the new landable planets and all the existing landable planets, then it would be a pretty boring journey. Because um, he was just showing time and time again that the the texture maps looked like he was calling them like leopard skin. I've compared them to like digital camo, um, and that's just like that's just like a non-starter. Um, and then in Obsidian Ants video, obviously there's a there's obviously some some distinction between planets that just look great and others that um, look like what what Black Maze found. And I'm currently on a little mini expedition where I'm sort of testing this theory. And the first couple of planets I've landed on, the tech is working and they look freaking awesome. Um, I don't, I don't disbelieve that, uh, what, what Black Maze found is true, but it's obvious that it's not everywhere. Mm. Um, and it's, it de definitely appears like something's not turned on, on these planets that, uh, are looking this bad. So obviously something will fix, um, but it is disheartening to see it kind of roll out this way. And certainly luck of the draw, depending on what planets people land on first, they could get a pretty bad impression of this. Mm -hmm. Tweet. Yeah, uh, two points on this. One, if it is indeed bugs, and I'm pretty sure, like Obsidian Ant said, that it looks like they are bugs as far as that goes, they'll get that right. That's the kind of thing they will fix. That's what these hot fixes are for. I don't have any worry about that. Dr. K is very proud in her work. She will make the devs get it right. As far as not having the different terrain and all the different things that the racers want, I totally get why they're stressing out about it, but one statement he's, he made in one of his videos was that this new tech can't create that kind of stuff. I don't know how he knows what this tech can and can't do yet. And I've seen some pictures on Twitter and Roy's pictures actually where there is some pretty good terrain. There's hills, there's mountains, there's there's different things like that that I've seen out there and I would contend that they just haven't explored enough of the galaxy yet. We can't say with certainty when you've only had Odyssey for three days. Well, uh, I'm pretty certain that you didn't find all the great racing tracks and all the cool planets three days into Horizons. So No, I, I get that. What he's saying, what Black Maze is saying and he's very right to say is, I went to these five planets that used to be awesome and now they're crap. 
What Obsidian Ant was saying is that yes, a lot of the planets are crap. Other ones are spectacular. This is a bug, so they'll get to that. Flaps. Yeah, I, I agree totally with Roy. It does feel like it's it's almost a luck of the draw sort of situation because I sort of went on a mini exploration myself last night. I went out to the Bubble Nebula and every planet I sat myself down on looked absolutely amazing. Like I couldn't fault anything that I saw. I went out to a Thargoid base at one point, took a couple of shots from outside the Thargoid base, not inside the Thargoid base, and again, looked absolutely amazing as well. So it does feel like it's a wee bit luck of the draw. It almost feels like they've launched these new servers, got the new servers up and running and then they're deciding to add these planetary optimizations later on with these hot fixes that keep coming out little by little by little it almost feels that way but i don't know i'm just like you kai i know nothing about computers <laughs> All right, let's hop in because we've got a lot to get to. Let's go through the running list of issues and we're just going to hit these rapid fire because we got to kind of get moving with this. So let's see here. Uh, we've got first off BGS elite dangerous odyssey settlements CZs the conflict zones that are for the EDO the elite dangerous odyssey settlement I'm not going to read the whole announcement but basically Frontier said flat out that the way it's going to work is when two parties go to war they're each going to have their uh like a settlement put in and there there will be conflict zones in those settlements only that affect those settlements there will be other conflict zones that affect the whole war but in the end of the war they're going to look and whoever won the most conflict zones from fps is going to win that settlement so theoretically there's that that means a couple of things that we got to address number one that means console players don't even get a shot at that they can affect the overall war through the space conflict zones but they cannot affect the conflict zones on the ground at all so they have no chance to win the settlements on their own number two it means that you could get weird uh freaky outcomes like i won the war for my faction but tweaks faction that we were at war against won both of the settlements or I took over Tweak Settlement, he took over mine, we traded. Or we both, I won the war, but we both kept our settlement. Like there, this leads to some interesting like variations and possibilities and stuff, but it also is explicitly just straight up rough for the console players because they got no shot in these settlement conflict zones if the way the statement is is written is to be believed. It, it's a little awkward. Yeah, it, it, it seems like another sort of rushed approach aspect, you know, lack of thinking on the day part with regards to the overall effect to the community let's quickly get get odyssey out and run with it and it's just going to have a negative effect unfortunately they really haven't thought this through and the next point is fleet carrier upkeep there was a snafu with it right after the launch it looked like it was double-ish it looks like people's fleet carriers were going from about 21 million upkeep to the 39 to 45 million range everyone got super super mad and was you know ready they got their pitchforks and torches out and then uh about an hour later frontier put in hotfix one and everybody's sort of upkeep went back down to what it was before it was not uh an intended everybody's like see they're sneaking this in they're but they're they're nerfing fleet carriers this is a whole no it was Never, ever, ever assume that Frontier is being evil when you could also just insert or they screwed up. And when they screw up, quite often they fix it. They fixed it here an hour later, so it wasn't any big deal. Uh, for the FPS tutorial, number one, gotta say, it was awesome. 
I thought it was a very cool way to introduce new players to the on-foot stuff as a, as a neat little tutorial. You start off and right away you're in some kind of a flashback and you're remembering your first day of training or, I don't know, a day of training. And it walks you, you know, by the hand, go over here. Here's how you cut a panel. Here's how you move, remove a power source. Here's how you input a power source. Here's how you shoot guys. Here's how you put on your shield, put on your flashlight, do this, do that. All of that was super, super awesome. I really dug it all the way up until at the very end, because I was right. I'm like, I'm riding this ride. I'm hearing the story. I, I finished it. I killed all the guys. Sure. Killed wave one, kill wave two. Oh, come, come over here. Get on the ship. I could have at that point hit skip or end the tutorial, but I didn't. I want to see like, this is a cool story. Let's see what's going on. Uh, went through the story and guess what? At the end, it sort of freezes up. It won't, it, the guy's talking to you about like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to go out and be a mercenary? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And then you land and it's like, all right, well, get out of the ship. And then you look down and you, you have no option to get out of the ship. Very, very cool. Seems like it was a little janky at the end. Maybe they weren't done making it. Just my observation. Uh, keybinds. So first off, mine dumped for the tutorial. So I had to like redo my keybinds to do that tutorial. But then later, when I jumped back to the thing, because I only added my FPS keybinds, all of my other keybinds were there. I've heard from people that it dumped all of their keybinds. I've heard from other people where their keybinds worked entirely fine. They had no issue at all. It was hit and miss. Some people had one experience. Some people had another. Uh, I will say with while we're talking about keybinds, it is criminally incompetent that we don't have keybinds for our battery and our med packs in the alpha everyone said hey we need keybinds for our batteries and our uh med packs that's just stupid that we don't have it and they were like we hear you for sure okay but hearing us isn't enough you have to do something about it um <clears throat> flaps go uh, I don't actually know a lot around this subject. I just heard a lot of people talking about this. Um, Thargoi payouts being broken, and I think that stretches into uh, Horizons as well. Uh, for example, EP does his Finance Fridays, and he's had to cancel this week because they simply can't get the payouts or they can't do the, the merits. Or, I honestly don't understand the whole implications of it, but Thargoi payouts being broken is definitely something that is, needs to be looked at, looked at very, very soon by FD. 100%, especially with all the Thargoid activity that's going on. Next, we've got the whole issue with sort of hmm, around balance, effort versus reward, Elite Dangerous Horizons versus Odyssey. So we all know that when you do an FPS mission, uh, you know, you get paid about the same amount that you get paid on a Horizons mission. The difference is the Horizons mission, you can do it 10 times faster. Also, <clears throat> if you're looking at the difference between the two, the FPS missions need to be more local, man. I was going around doing missions on foot and I was seeing tons of them where it's like, yeah, this mission is, you know, three systems over or this mission is in Colonia. Do it. You have a six hour time limit. What the hell, man? That seems like it was a little janky and not finished. You didn't sort of get your sorting parameters of mm, how you're, 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 gonna make that work also there were tons of times i did one yesterday where i went to a station to do a mission i started doing the mission i started getting shot by an invisible something uh i can't i ran and ran and ran because i was not there was nothing that was shooting me but i was definitely getting shot i could see the bullets coming at me but there was nothing that we were coming from and then it wasn't until later that because i'm like it's going low first off it's coming from low and second off there's nothing there what the it looks like the bullets just coming through the ground yeah then i saw a video of a guy who's like look at this there's all these soldier guys that are shooting me and my buddy uh uh through through the ground like they're they're underground like they 
rendered so so you're getting assaulted by commandos that are 20 feet 30 feet under the ground so you can't shoot them or see them but they can sure as hell shoot through the ground and hit you i get a mission to go over here and turn on the power station at this settlement i get there and the power's on now what like there were all kinds of things where just the the missions were broke so you couldn't do them is this the end of the world no this is i think the mission system was a little rushed it's a little janky it's almost like they didn't finish making it it'll get fixed in a short amount of time in addition to that you've got that it's way easier to fail the fps missions but this may just be because of the newness ship finds you can destroy the planet alderaan and get a 500 credit fine but if you don't hear a guard say hey man stop he he's gonna kill you first off they're, they're gonna all aggro you and assault you and then two you're gonna get a two hundred thousand credit fine like uh what that what again uh it was the fact that uh as, as tweak is, is typing in here sorry tweak there's no wing missions for the fps well there's no wings anymore it's all teams now but there's no team missions for the fps stuff that i've seen or anybody else that i know i've seen it's all solo stuff like all, I, there's the mission system has cool stuff there but it feels like it just didn't have enough time in the oven it's not done yet uh real quick flaps yeah another one just to point out as well uh you can't root plot i think it's you can't root plot after you do a neutron boost i discovered this last night done jumped into the cone of the star done my supercharge went to plot to the next star and you can't it just comes up field 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 so you have to manually target each star if you want to use sponge i'm wondering yeah i'm wondering i'm looking why do you keep yeah you're reading ahead of the notes and you're answering the next section every time okay yes no worries no worries Next up is the maps. There's there's loads of cool new features with the maps. Stuff like, I mean, really cool stuff. That's exciting. But there's also a lot of missing functionality. You used to be able to hover over when you would see a friend icon on the map and then you would hover over it and then you would see the name of the person that's in that system. And you'd be like, oh, Fred's over there. I'm gonna go say hi to Roy or whatever. Uh, but now you hover over it. And it's like, yeah, you got a friend there. Is it Roy? Is it tweaked? Is it, it's a friend. Well, who is it? Well, go and find out. Like, what? You took away functionality. Don't take functionality off the map. Um, there's other stuff like, you know, you can click, like, if you have a bookmark for your fleet carrier, you can't use it anymore to just fly right to your fleet carrier. You can use it to fly to the system the fleet carrier is in, but then you have to open up the system map, find the fleet carrier, and map to it. You have to map twice. Uh, lots of cool stuff with the map, but also lots of half done janky crap in the ui it feels like it wasn't quite finished cooking yet bookmarks we asked for unlimited bookmarks with player controlled and sorted sorted folders that we could link in the chat and you could generate a bookmark anywhere in the system using your lat long for planet side and system coordinates for for the body planetary body which would be a massive upgrade what we got is the same limit of bookmarks broken up into very unintuitive folders assigned by fdev no ability to link them and no ability to create or extract a, a an exact location uh anywhere on the thing which is a slight downgrade yes it's awesome that you gave us bookmark folders but we should control them not you it feels like it's half complete and kind of janky ui um Roy, system map. Yeah, so, I mean, one of the things that um, I and I'm sure a lot of other explorers focus on is efficiency. 
if you're going somewhere a long way and you're trying to scan the good stuff, um, used to be in the in the system map, you could quickly hover over every body and what was the one I scanned that had the biologicals on it and very quickly figure that out within like five seconds. Now you have to click on each body and go over to that panel on the right and click on and, and the planted information is split up between two buttons. Like to your point, they've they've added extra steps. It's less functionality. Maybe it maybe it looks cooler, but I I don't understand that that interface change decision. Look at missions. Turning in missions. It used to be it was like two clicks. You turned it in. Now it's like eight clicks. Got to move around through two screens, three screens to turn it a mission. The main UI, it has lots of interesting sort of looking possibilities, but it's also missing functionality. It feels like if it's half complete, janky UI, it's not done yet. The ship loadout UI is a nightmare. It's number one, it's very unintuitive and confusing. It has a weird glitch where if you choose to replace a module and equip it with another one, the module that you're replacing doesn't go into storage. It just automatically gets sold, even if it's engineered with no warning to you at all. Unless you have to go in and there's a very tiny little checkbox at the bottom. You have to click it. Uh, to make sure you say, hey, don't sell that. Just put it away. That is a disaster that, number one, needs to be fixed by Frontier immediately. And number two, they need to replace the however many thousand of people's engineered modules that got sold without them knowing it. We at Elite Week put out a warning. Fleetcom put out a warning. Canon put out a warning. Lots of places were putting out warnings as soon as we found it saying, hey guys, you need to be aware of this. Be very, very careful. Check that box. Do not accidentally sell your stuff. Uh, it's yeah, it's mm. and, and and I think that honestly there should be a any time for any reason if you go to sell an engineered module there needs to be a pop up that says hey man are you sure about this because that's not cool. There was a weird glitch that allowed you to basically and I don't even know if it's still it might still be going for all I know that lets you just create unlimited amounts of tritium just go take tritium out of your storage put it into your ship sell it to your fleet carrier and for some reason it would show up in your fleet carrier cargo hold and also still be in your ship cargo hold there were people that were just like hey look i put twenty-five thousand tons of tritium in my fleet carrier that's funny uh okay maybe frontier you should probably fix that in the meantime enjoy it people whereas in alpha you could sort of silent kill people with that energy link now it literally just pisses them off. They will turn around and be like, what the hell are you doing? And you end up with a 1.2 thousand credit fine. Literally, you can shoot the guy with a shotgun in the face and kill him and get less of a fine. But if you zap him with a taser that does not hurt him, he just turns around and is mad at you. You get a higher fine? That seems like it's a little janky and maybe needs to get worked out. The new crime and punishment system, uh, I'm not going to read it out because we're late and it's going to take like 10 minutes. Look, it's really bizarre. I mean, I think there's some good stuff to it. I think part of it's good. It seems like it's a, a, a neat step in the right direction on one side as far as putting the crimes on you, not the ship. But there's ways that it can go on you and the ship. And then there's ways that later it can go from you to the ship. And then your ships get impounded and like... Oh, that's a interesting system that I think we're going to need to see put into like how it really works before we know it. Is that a good step? Is that not so much? Yeah, that's that's some weirdness. Also, that crime and punishment system doesn't quite work the way they said that it does. I, I, I know this because yesterday I was running by a guard and didn't hear him say, hey, stop. 
And so I didn't stop. And I got a 175,000 credit bounty on me. And then three guards started opening up and shooting me. And uh, when eventually I died, because I was trying to not shoot them, because I didn't want to create a crime situation. I was trying to run away to like just evade. And uh, yeah, I died. And it shot me to the prison. And from the prison, they, they say in the crime and punishment notes that your ship will be waiting for you if it didn't get destroyed. My ship did not get destroyed. And it was not there waiting for me. I had to pay for a taxi to fly back to the system where my ship was sitting there just waiting for me. It doesn't work the way they say it works in this crime and punishment system, so I'm a little sketchy about all of it. I want to see how it plays out in practice, all of the details of it before we know. Is this good? Is this not good? Whatever. Um, here is a free tip. This is a pro tip to any of you. You know how if you have something illegal on you or you have a false cloned ID and the guards scan you, they will immediately go hostile and start shooting you? This is a pro tip from my buddy Dubs. If a guard is about to scan you and you're, you know, dirty, you've got bad shit, either you, you, you're, you've done illegal stuff or you've whatever, the, the scan's going to go bad for you. Pull out a gun and aim it at him. He will forget about the scan and say, hey, idiot, put your gun away. And then when you put your gun away, he'll go like, all right, don't make me warn you again and just walk off. And he's completely forgotten to scan you. So that helps for now as far as that's a nice way, like the AI is dumb and you can get around getting, you know, if you get caught and you're like, oh, crap, he's going to scan me now. I'm screwed. Point a gun at him. Apparently, it makes them less likely to scan you. Just make sure you put the gun away because otherwise he will start shooting. So that's a huge pro tip. All right, guys, uh, basically, I'm going to sum up a lot of what I just said, where almost every title, every heading was, it feels uh, half complete, a little janky, like it's not finished yet, which to me, I think, all right, well, then probably a lot of it will be better in the next month or so when they get to finishing it. All right, Orange Phoenix first, then Roy. I love Elite. The community loves Elite, and I'm excited to get into Odyssey. Obviously, I can't at the moment, but. I am really excited to get my teeth into Elite. I'm kind of glad, though, that I'm not in there with the current state. Um, I think, let's face it, FDEV have been pressured into release before they were ready. This is due to the financial backers, in my opinion. They're having to appease these financial backers by releasing the game when they said they would, instead of saying to them, sorry, we don't feel comfortable doing this yet. The game's not in a release state, in my opinion, from what I've seen. I've not been able to play it from hearing what the community is saying and what uh, people are experiencing. Mixed and varied. It's not showing any real consistency in a lot of aspects as well, which shows that things aren't, aren't ready for a full release. I think communication is the biggest fault here, or the lack of. The devs have been far too conservative with their communication with the community. They should have admitted that this is a beta. This is not a full release state that we, we've been given. Um, it seems to me like they're waiting till full platform release is when they're aiming to have the full release. But instead of saying that, they've, they've been a little bit too conservative and they've kind of hinted towards it. And the, the forum posts, if I remember rightly, they said something along the lines of, um, we'll be making fixes as we go. Now, a full release game, you, you're not making fixes as we go. However, a lot of us in the Elite Dangerous community that have been here for a long time know that this is common practice with FDEV to make fixes as they go. But in this instance, this is a lot of fixes that they're having to do. You've gone through all that list, Kai. People are not happy, understandably not happy. 
with what they've been given as a full release. However, if they had come out and said this is going to be a beta stage, we would have been a lot more understanding and the new player base that have come into the game would have been a much happier and understanding than they currently are. Yes, you would still have your naysayers, your complainers, etc. But it would have made people realise, okay, yeah, you're being honest with us, I understand. And personally, I feel that a f proper statement needs to be made along those lines, ideally from David Braben himself. Um, and yeah, we deserve a little bit more respect than what is being currently given and muddled through. So what you just gave was sort of a summation, which I think goes with the next one. I'm going to hop real quick, Roy, to the next thing, because I think probably everybody's going to give, I want everyone to give their summations too. So basically the next topic was Elite Dangerous Odyssey launch. We were told all along, you know, not to worry that things were farther along than we thought. Well, I've been saying all along that they, they were not farther along than we thought, that they were scrambling like hell to rush a release and they're not, they were going to drop a, a half-cooked product. So many of the above listed items were ended in, feels half complete with janky UI, it's not done being cooked yet. Well, now that we have seen for ourselves the state of things, what's your opinion? The good news here is that most of these problems don't really seem systemic to me. They're just indicative of the fact that the product isn't done yet. A few months of polish to finish all of these features should end up with a great product. I'm legitimately, and I know that it sounds negative, the stuff that I said, I'm just listing stuff. I'm not attaching emotions to it. I'm just listing things. My emotion is actually optimistic because I'm saying, I think the things that everybody's mad about they're not that bad. They're just not done yet. You can have an amazing car or an amazing sandwich or an amazing computer, but if you don't finish putting in all of the ingredients or parts, you know, you got an amazing car, but you didn't include a steering wheel. Well, like it's not, yeah, that's a horrible car, but it's not that it's a horrible car that's going to take forever to fix. It's you got to just add that one part. They just need to tweak and finish the little parts. And I think they've got a good product. Roy, let's get your overall summation. Yeah, so this is the reason why I'm on a trip in the game, as opposed to hanging around in the bubble and trying to do engineering on suits and play the, the FPS. Um, I kind of figured, even after being in the game for six hours after it dropped, that, you know, it's going to take a few days to get the worst of it at least some of it addressed and then there's a long tail that's probably going to take months i'm not going to be gone that long but you know i didn't want to be wasting my time on stuff that uh was fruitless i think two things that um i mean there's a long list of stuff and we just we went through it all there and i agree with everything phoenix said that there's a long list of stuff that indicates it wasn't ready for release i think i think for me the planet tech alone um the fact that it seems to work on some planets and not others that showpiece thing that I thought was in the bucket of here's what we're doing that's going to make even everybody that's just staying in Horizons happy plus everybody that's buying Odyssey happy and and it's kind of had a a pretty rough pretty rough launch there and then the second thing that's I guess apparently been walked back um, you know the whole assemble your team thing like there's no there's no combined arms synergy around the FPS side um there's no continuity of of uh, tactical information between people ship people SRVs and ships. There's nothing encouraging you to try that, even though every trailer you watch has these you know dramatic shots of a ship and an SRV and a army of people all working together. 
Um, I don't know. That that feels like a really sort of deep structural thing. I don't know if that's on the list to eventually get put back in because it's not a it's not a bug. It's just they mm. haven't decided to put in that functionality. Um, and and the third thing is uh, like yeah, where's the surprise thing that they were holding back to announce to us? That's even with all of these problems, had they had something that was like, you know. A cookie for the community, whatever. I don't know, a surprise ship, a new weapon, a new something, anything that could have um, at least put something on the other side of the scale. Like No Man's Sky just announced an, a Mass Effect crossover. They're putting the SR-1 Normandy into, into No Man's Sky. <laughs> like that, to me, that's the level of thing. I'm not suggesting it needed to be Mass Effect, but that's the level of thing that held back and then announced could have some serious wow factor and, you know, put some salve on the wound that all this mess is causing. I think at the end of the day, what's going to matter is how quickly and for how long they continue to work on this long list of stuff. Mm. Are they going to keep the, the manpower, the team size, the effort, the intensity on on filling uh, in the potholes, grinding off the rough edges, polishing this thing up perfect until it's done? Um, that's what's going to, I think, define this going forward is do they leave it you know 80% 80% baked or do they take us to 100% and then there's surprises even beyond that that's that's where the final judgment I think will come I mean both excellent points they did highly tout their sphere of combat and we have seen no real evidence of it and Frontier is known for their sort of uh, what was that guy the Apple guy uh, he was a bit of a dick but everybody liked his stuff his idea uh, what's the, the Apple guy Steve Jobs. Everybody was known for everybody knew Apple's Steve Jobs that he would always go, "Oh, and one more thing," as he was walking off the stage and would drop a uh, whatever. Frontier is known for their one more thing. Their Frontier they they always try to throw in a little whatever. Take fleet carriers, for example. They were like, "Here's fleet carrier, here's the alpha, beta, here's all the whatever, ba 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 ba." And then like, "Oh, fleet carriers. Oh, and by the way, you can now queue up for CQC anywhere in the galaxy. Like, they're known for their one more thing. I don't feel like we got a one more thing here. And I'm like, did you guys just run out of time and didn't have a chance to squeeze it in? Tweaked. Yeah, not only did you not get a one more thing, but they promised. <clears throat> in, the, in the Alpha, I remember Arthur saying, oh, this is just a branch. This is just a branch of the Alpha. They're way further ahead now. <laughs> There's more stuff. I Watching all these videos... I really, other than the planet tech that does and does not work, I haven't seen anything different. It looks like what was in the alpha for the most part. That being said, everything that we've listed off is fixable. When mm -hmm. Horizons first came out, it was bare bones. It had issues and they built it up through the years to be as great as it currently is. And I've seen people in chat saying it's broken. It's not broken. Elite Dangerous before patch week, worked very well sure it has bugs all that kind of stuff but the game more often than not works wonderfully uh, i have faith that they'll get this there as well uh which takes us to orange phoenix yeah just wanted to quickly add to what i was saying before by saying you know basically reiterating what just tweet tweet just said um the game will get fixed it will they you know Elite Dangerous has been through this before. Horizons, as Tweet was saying, was was a mess as well. Uh, fair enough. Maybe not quite as big an issue as some of the stuff because of the way communication is broken down this time round. But 
you know, they love the game. The devs love the game and they fight for the game. And we will end up with a fantastic Odyssey experience, but it will be time. And I, that's, I completely that's, agree. Yeah, exactly. You know, we all know that deep down. Those that have played the game for so long, we all know that. Um, and I would say to anybody that is new to the Elite Dangerous community that is watching, have patience. Um, perhaps switch back to Horizons if you're finding such a bad experience with Odyssey um, and get, get into the game on that side and then move into Odyssey once things are a little bit more panned out. I, I completely agree that the vast majority of the long list of problems that I just sort of read out of, this doesn't feel done, this doesn't feel done, this doesn't feel done. I have absolute faith that they will nail that. They will get it over the next month or two. They'll, they'll get that sorted. The two things uh, I'll, I'll add on here, in addition to the Planet Tech, the other thing that is sort of an issue that has been you know highlighted uh, very well in by, by Black Maze and, and others is the lighting issue. Some people like it, some people don't. Black Maze did two videos. The first one also covered the lighting issue and showed side by side. Here's the exact same picture that's, you know, the same perspective, the same vehicle, the same everything. Here it is in Horizons. Here it is in Odyssey. And I like the darkness of Odyssey on foot where you're kind of scared running around in the base in the dark it adds to that sort of my little flashlight only illuminates this area and anything out there could be coming to get me I love that on foot in Odyssey on ships and SRVs to me it looks way worse and I very very much we had Astro on and we talked about it uh, uh, a couple weeks ago and said like eh so like maybe some people like it and they're like hey i want this version i would i would very much love it if frontier were to give us an option to say do you want the for the ship and srv stuff not not for the on foot for the on foot i think it's part of the game mechanic that you have to deal with it being dark and aim your flashlight directly at it in order to see i think that's whatever but for the ship and srv part do you want it I think they should give you a toggle. You could have the Horizons lighting mode or the Odyssey lighting mode because I personally would take the Horizon light lighting mode 10 times out of 10. I, th I think it just looked um, super, super uh, uh, good. Um, the main thing that worries me isn't any of this. The main thing that worries me, and th this is maybe premature and maybe it's a waste and maybe there's nothing to worry about here, but this scares me. They switched over to a game producer who is a pew-pew guy. He's an FPS looter-shooter guy. That's his background. I feel a little scared that it feels to me that some of the things that we've highlighted in the past months with zero-g stations, people running around in cowboy hats without helmets on airless planets, uh, you know, things like that. The fact that they sort of gutted the, 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 the you know, salvaging, uh, didn't really have any sort of interesting mechanics to how you like oh remove a component without causing damage like any kind of a mini game or any kind of a challenge or something that takes skill or thought the fact that the exploration exobiology entire loop sort of was a it wasn't a thoughtful you know like you have to sort of 
use some skill or thought. It was just sort of a twitch base. It was basically just a reskin of lock picking from old, you know, Skyrim or whatever. It, it it's it's the feeling that they put a lot of effort into the shooter and not so much into the science, that scares me. And I'll be honest with you, I would love to see David Braben come out and say, hey man, we're going to, you know, we, we needed to put the effort into the shooter because we needed to put that out as a viable product as part of this whole collage, this whole thing that is the overall experience. But now we're going to get to the science now we're going to focus on you know the the the, the biology stuff we're going to focus on making salvaging and scavenging make it more interesting and dynamic and more uh like you know skill-based or thoughtful or or now we're going to do we're going to add mineralogy now we're going to you know focus like just more nasa less call of duty and that's just me personally all of the stuff we listed today, I absolutely have faith that they're going to fix it. And I see Osashis in the chat who's saying, yeah, I agree with you on everything except the Planet Tech. I honestly don't think the Planet Tech is bad, Osashis. I think from the Obsidian Ant video, the Planet Tech is good, but there's a server bug and it's only being rendered on like half the planets. I honestly think there's a ton of planets where the Planet Tech isn't being applied properly. And when they fix it, I think it will look way, way better. I hope. We'll see. Um, but I, I strongly feel like they're going to fix all of the stuff that we talked about. I hope that they also commit and affirm to the science, to the thoughtfulness, to the not everything has to be I shot a guy in the face. Um, real quick, let's go around the horn and then close it out. Let's start with Roy. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree that the, the the obvious bugs need to be fixed on the FPS, but the whole you know the heart of the game is the is the science. And and even you know the only I guess the only part of the FPS that I think needs to be really addressed is the science part of the FPS. There's still some gaps in how you can you know land, use the heat map and the plans that's a whole other discussion but that all still is not working as intended i don't think so i really don't think they can grow the fps this thing of this thing enough to support an audience that would be primarily interested in that well i am more of a combat guy like i said i'm playing mass effect and i'm having a great time hiding behind cover and shooting bad guys i i am and i will enjoy that once i finally get to be able to play odyssey that being said, I feel like from what I'm seeing, for the most part, the FPS is in an okay place. It's good enough. The combat looks like I will have fun with it. I, I'm with you guys. I want them to focus on some science. Um, I don't want to see pizza boxes laying on the floor of a, of a tin can station that has no gravity. That doesn't make sense in my head. Yeah, I, they, they used to not have to worry about that kind of stuff. They used to be good about keeping that kind of stuff straight and they seem to have gone astray with that control it on all right flaps yeah uh, oh, i just want to fly spaceships just want to <laughs> fly That's right me. on flaps yeah like uh, just to reiterate what you were saying there i have total faith that they'll fix this i am just a bit concerned about is how long is it going to take is it going to take one week two weeks six months a year two years until we get where we as a community as a whole are happy with the state of the game and and where it's going in the future do you know so like something i had wrote down in some of my notes is it would be really nice if they done one dev diary every three months just to say to the community we understand all the problems this is what 
what we fixed over the last few months and this is what we are going to do in the next three months it would be just nice to, to sort of have a wee bit more communication as we mentioned earlier you know 100 percent. orange phoenix yeah i'm not an fps player really um i really look forward to capturing video and taking pictures of it um, and I will have my son by my side as my protector as I do so. Um, and yeah, I do have a bit of concern with the hiring of somebody that is based around that aspect. And that is definitely the direction they've pointed towards. However, as we said, I have complete faith in the FDEV team. Uh, I want this to be adjusted. Let's face it, we all want that science aspect uh, in the game uh, as it's always been. Um, let's just hope that uh, the player base and the community can hold up in uh, the time it takes for them to address these issues and hopefully they don't roll out to all platforms the planetary tech without fixing it first. Absolutely. I'm linking in the chat and Roy's linking in the Twitch chat so YouTube and Twitch both have it. This is a post that was a response to David Braben's forum post today that I think sums up a lot of the thoughts that uh, that we've had fairly well. So go and check that out. See what you think. We're going to hold off on state of the game this week. The state of the game is that it's a shit show. And guess what? Everybody that's pointing out problems, you're right. There are problems. But I will say this, if this, if any of that surprises you that, that, that it's a shit show, you haven't been paying attention to MMOs for the last decade. Every MMO that has released in the last decade has been a shit show on launch or on an expansion release, unless it was super unambitious and they were just putting out something that they were trying to hype as a big deal that wasn't a big deal. This Odyssey is a legitimate big deal. Which means that the way it's going to work according to the way MMOs work now is you're going to get a shit show for a week. A week later, it's going to be halfway decent. A week after that, it's going to be pretty playable. Two months after that, it's going to be decent. Um, to me, like I said, the major thing is after that, where do you go? Do you chase FPS? Because if so, I'm out. Or do you get back to the science, in which case, I'll love you forever. So having said all of that, we're going to all together at the same time sign off. So on the count of three, everybody say goodnight. One, two, three. Good night. Good night, everybody. Nanu, nanu. Good night, everybody. We love you. This song I'm dedicating to my console brothers and sisters. Cool breeze.
for change Or did you exchange A walk on part in the war For a lead role in a cage na, na, na. Yeah. Uh, nah.